Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. My name is Henry Simba, and I bring to you God's word from the passage, the very passage that our reverend has read for us. Praise the Lord. So I welcome you all this morning for this service. Those ones online, I welcome you as well for this service. Let us go before the Lord in prayer. Lord, I thank you for this wonderful opportunity this morning that you chose me as your vessel to bring your word to your people this morning. Lord, I ask that you prepare them. Lord, I ask that you silence everything inside them to receive your word this morning. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen and amen. Our topic this morning is the, the covenant of preservation. The covenant of preservation. And it comes from the very passage which we have just read. I'm going to prove one point this morning. And that is, why, why are we seeing, why are we having many problems on the face of the earth? It is in the form of a question. Why are we having many problems on the face of the earth today? Marriages are breaking. Diseases are, un, are, are incurable. There is no brotherhood, manslaughter, sexual perversions, and increased rate of mortality. Why? Did you know that people in shrines, they practice divination and sorcery? Did you know that such people, they have certificates of operation? Where does revenue collected from such people go? Who benefits from their services? All this is, up, is happening on the face of the earth today. Why? Because we have violated the terms of the covenant. And that is the covenant of grace. Praise the Lord. God made everything good in the beginning. He gave man the right of stewardship. That is, the first man, Adam, under the covenant of works, which required perfect obedience. This is the same covenant under which the angels are operating. That is why, that is why when iniquity was found in Lucifer's heart, he was cast out of heavens. You read from Ezekiel chapter 28, verse 15. It says, you were perfect in your ways from the day you were created till iniquity was found in you. Adam was commanded, from every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but from the tree of knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat, 
and the fruit of it you should you shall surely die. Genesis chapter 2, verse 16 and 17. Adam ate from the tree in Genesis chapter 3, verse 6, on which he was commanded not to eat. Therefore, sin came into the world out of one man's disobedience. When we consider Children in the first family, that is the children of Adam, Abel being among them. The Bible says God accepted Abel and his offerings when you go to Genesis chapter 4, verse 5. But because of the consequences of the sin of his father, Adam, his father Adam, his brother Cain did not spare his life. Brothers are rising up against brothers today, even today. Why? Because we have violated the terms of the covenant. Adam violated the terms of the covenant by eating the fruit from the by eating from the tree from which he was commanded not to eat. We are doing the same thing today. When the terms of the covenant are broken, the righteous in Christ, those who are born again, become vulnerable to the attacks of the enemy. You will hear such statements. Ever since I became born again, life became worse. I'm severely attacked. Why? We have violated the terms of the covenant. Whenever covenant children in redemptive history, this is that is the Bible. Violated the terms of the covenant. God disciplined them by sending a stronger nation to oppress them. All this was intended to bring them back in fellowship with their maker. I don't know the nation which is oppressing you right now. The whole world is being oppressed by the, uh, you know, Economy. Everywhere you go, economy. People are so poor. Those who are working, they do not see the money. Actually, of recent, I was hearing from the news. And, uh, you know, our government here, some government bodies, where the government is supposed to put money, the finances were reduced. Why? Oppression of any kind comes as a result of breaking the terms of the covenant. The word covenant is not mentioned in the, in the account which we have here in the Bible uh, with this man called Adam. But the truth is God can only deal with man on the basis of a covenant. God entered a covenant of grace with mankind due to Due to violation of the first covenant of works, which required perfect obedience. In the covenant of grace, there are in the covenant of grace, there are some provisions for pardon on the side of man in case terms are dishonored. This was intended to bring him back in the covenant family after offering an atoning sacrifice for his sin. We see this 
in the old Sinai covenant during the tabernacle and the temple sacrifices. In this passage, we see the first mention of such words like altars, covenants, sacrifices, and a sign, which was the rainbow. And uh, allow me to pass on to you this announcement. My first time to hear the word covenant was here at All Saints in 2017, and that was in prayer school. Prayer school this year is starting on Thursday here at All Saints. You can enroll. From there, you'll have a broader sense of covenants, altars, and all these sacrifices. What is God looking up to at this point? Heaven's desire worship. He wants a generation of those who will worship him as the only triune God. That is why he gave a judgment which made a distinction between the seed of a woman and the seed of the serpent. That is in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. We see this principle in the entire biblical history, this one. Cain representing, he represented actually the seed of a serpent and Abel, the seed of a woman. No represented the seed of a woman as well as Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And this was fulfilled in Christ our Lord. And it unfolds in the body of Christ today. So we see a distinction here. Even right now, there are those ones who belong, you know, to God. They have godly characters. They walk in righteousness. And there are those ones. Like those men in the days of Apostle Paul, Acts chapter 23, who committed themselves to a fast. They said, we are not going to eat food until when we see Paul dead. There are such men, even today, in our nations, even in the body of Christ. From Genesis chapter 6, verse 1, in obedience to God's command, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 28, men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and the daughters were born to them. But because of the consequences of the sin of Adam, the sons of God saw the daughters of men and took them as wives. What is the implication here? The sons of God represented the seed of a woman, and the daughters of men represented the seed of Satan. We see this same principle in the book of Job. When you read Job chapter 1 verse 6, where the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came among them. You remember that passage? What is God telling us? 
Later we see in Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 3, nor shall you make marriages with them. You shall not give your daughter to their son, nor take their daughter for your son. Under the new covenant, which is the continuation of the old, it is new in a sense of ministration. It is not detached from the old. Instead, for example, instead of the feast of uh, Passover in the Old Testament, like in, you know, given to us in Exodus chapter 12, today we have the Lord's Supper, the Holy Communion. What is God telling us? Open your Bible to 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14. It says, do not be equally do not be un I beg your pardon. Do not be unequally yoked together with believers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? And what communion has light with darkness? Believers are not supposed to be yoked with un unbelievers in marriages. Men are rushing, men, young men, believers, to get for themselves daughters of men. God prohibits that. A believer is supposed to marry a believer. So you need to take time and look for one, not to rush. You need to take time for preparations and prepare yourself. You look for one. You see, the product of these marriages in Genesis chapter 6 gave birth to people with evil hearts. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 6 verse 2 that the intent of the thought of man's heart was only evil. Because of that union of the sons of men, uh, of the sons, I beg your pardon, of the sons of God with the daughters of men. The sons of God representing the seed of a woman and the daughters of men representing the seed of the serpent. This does not mean that the serpent or the devil gives birth to, 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 to people. But it tells us such people who possess the characters like, that, like those of the devil. God intended, praise the Lord. So God felt sorry and he was grieved in his heart. He made a tough decision to destroy man from the face of the earth and every living thing. But no, found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Praise the Lord. He found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And this is the same way through which we receive the gift of salvation. So the question goes to us this morning. Are you saved? No, in his days he found grace. And him 
together with the family and a few animals were saved in the ark. Friends, Jesus is coming back soon. We don't know when are you saved that you will not be among those ones that are going to test the wrath of God in this generation. Praise the Lord. God intended to maintain the created order. In Genesis chapter 8, verse 20, you open your Bibles. Genesis chapter 8, verse 20 up to 22. We're not going to read there. You do it in your free time. This was expressed to know in form of a covenant. God gave an announcement to know in Genesis chapter 6 verse 18 before the flood. It was by the grace of God that Noah had this covenant fellowship with God in Genesis chapter 6 verse 8. God implemented the covenant by serving Noah with his family. And all the creatures that came in the ark. The flood was God's judgment against sin on the land. To be specific, God was judging sexual perversions in Noah's generation. So we need to check ourselves. God was judging sexual perversions in Noah's generation. Such kind of marriages which are prohibited. You know, fornication, cohabiting. Take it to another level. Like what you hear today on the land and in the entire world. Homosexuality. Such things invoke, invoke the anger of God. The wrath of God. Praise the Lord. Now, why did God maintain the created order under this covenant of preservation? Why did he maintain the created order? Number one, to keep the creation blessing. God blessed Noah and his sons and said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. So this earth, so we are a product of, we come, all of us at one point, we come from this man, no, because of God, you know, he found favor in the eyes of God. And God saved him with his family. God maintained the created order under this covenant of preservation to restore man in his position of stewardship. Though in a changed atmosphere, originally men were to rule over animals. Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 and 28. But now these creatures were to experience the fear and the dread of man. It speaks of the hostility and an effect, which is an effect of the fall. In Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. God's covenant with every creature shows that life is precious. 
Noah and his descendants were instructed to respect and preserve it. Are you among those who mistreat maids at your, at your home or even subordinates at your place of work? I'll come back to this point if time allows to give a testimony. To provide man with food and medicine. This is the reason as to why God had to maintain the created order under the covenant of preservation. Now the question is, why are we then suffering from famine and diseases which are incurable? Violation of the terms of the covenant. To provide, another point, to provide means through which man shall respect life on air of, shall respect life of every creature. As blood represents the life of animals, abstaining from bloodshed shows respect of all life. Strict rules were applied under this old Sinai covenant. In Deuteronomy chapter 12 verse 16, following verse 22, and 25. Again in Leviticus 17, 20, no, 10. God later allowed shedding of animals' blood to atone for human sin. In Leviticus 17, 11. This sacrificial blood was symbolic of Christ's once for all perfect sacrifice for sin. The blood of Jesus cleanses the blood of the, the, I beg your pardon. The blood of Jesus cleanses us from the guilt of cautious and brings us into the heavenly presence of God. Praise the name of the Lord. To show the unique value of human life. Another point. Blood of animals was shed but not eaten. Whereas the blood of a human being is not supposed to be shed at all. God gave this provision to protect human life after the flood. Now let us talk about something to do with the capital punishment under the civil government. Before the flood, people like Lamech, we read him from, from uh, here in the Bible. He said, people like Lamech were taking vengeance, you know, God brought order in the world of sinful people by instituting the Sinai legislation in Leviticus chapter 24, verse 17 to 22. God judged sinful men by wiping them from the face of the earth during the flood era. While he may continue to judge murderers directly, God also shows this authority to those created in his image to execute the death penalty to those who are guilty of murder. So, God ordained the state to judge wrongdoers instead of individuals, individuals taking the law in their own hands and avenging themselves by exerting a penalty that is far in excess of the crime. So this one is given to us in Romans chapter 13, verse 1 to 7. How did Noah's generation break the terms of the covenant? 
Ham saw his father's nakedness. As you go on with our passage, where we have read Genesis chapter 9, you see? Ham saw his father's nakedness. This is homosexuality. So many arguments out there. Let me prove it. Considering the judgment pronounced against Ham's son Canaan, Noah's grandchild, it clearly shows to us because a nation had to be wiped out. The Canaanites representing the ungodly who had occupied the land where the children of Israel were supposed to settle. You go back to Genesis chapter 15. God spoke to Abram when he made a covenant with Abram. He told him, your descendants will come back on this land when the sin of the Canaanites or the more those nations has come to the brim. So the judgment which followed harm is conduct shows to us that it was a big thing in the you know before it was evil which harm did so just mere seeing of someone naked cannot cause you to cannot make god <laughs> to wipe out the entire nation no this is homosexuality how have we violated the terms of the covenant of preservation today i want us to check ourselves how have we violated them? One, by abolishing capital punishments as a penalty for murder. Authorizing abortions in some countries. Even here in Uganda. I went in a certain, uh, it looks like a clinic. I had gone there for prayer. To pray with someone. Praying on location. And in this clinic, somewhere here in the heart of the city, I was reading, I read from a chat that pregnancy is by choice. When you don't want it, you can, you know, uh, whatever, abort. And somewhere here in Kampala, I said, what? And this person whom I was walking with in prayer had aborted. So following the trends, things were not traced. I told, okay, well, where did you do it? So we had to go on ground and bring repentance. And women were entering that clinic. Women were entering here in Kampala. So, that is violation of the covenant of preservation. Legalizing same-sex marriages, hence promoting homosexuality, is against the blessing of fruitfulness and multiplication. Giving operation certificates to shrines where they slaughter animals for evil spirits. Shrines, in most of the shrines, they, are, you know, they slaughter animals. This one ended. The blood of Jesus cleanses us from all guilt, whatever, cautious, and brings us into heavenly presence with God. So if you among those ones who still slaughter animals on, uh, in the foundation of your buildings, you are violating the covenant of preservation. You know, slaughtering uh, whatever, hens, cows in the foundation of the building. And even when they are putting a roof, you're violating. Better come back to the Lord in repentance. Building and advertising, and you know, public advertisement of some contraceptives like condoms and pills. 
which may persuade young people to have illegitimate sex. This is violation of the covenant of preservation. Sex is for the married only. And if you're not married, Reverend is here to wed you today this morning after meeting all other requirements. Praise the Lord. Authorizing some games which involve shedding blood, intentional killing of small creatures, poaching animals. You see some kings adorned with the skins of animals. It is evil contrary to the covenant of preservation. And sometimes these animals are killed like the lions. They use the, you know, the lion's fats for protection. Sorcerers use this one. I know it. Sorcerers kill lions in the bush to get fats from the lions. And they use it for protection. They get hot, you know, red charcoal, burning charcoal. And they put these fats on the charcoal to avert whatever. Even sorcerers are under attack. What about believers? They also run for their lives. Praise the Lord. So in Uganda today, as I was preparing this message, on 8th of February, this very year, at 3 a.m., the Holy Spirit of the Lord told me that the walls of protection were lifted over this nation. That is why you see these homosexuals, the people promoting homosexuality on our ground, speaking with a loud voice. How were the walls of protection lifted over our nation? The feast which we allowed here in Uganda, it took place in Jinja, that said, it was called Nyegenyeke. It lifted the walls of protection. The Holy Spirit of the Lord told me. Now it is the work of the church. Finally, what should we do? It is the work of the church. Now, you are the church, not only the, the reverend and, and our, we are the church. Let us come back to the Lord in repentance. In repentance. Otherwise, the wrath of God is coming. Why? Because we have violated, and at one point, each one of us is you know, has done something. Let me give this testimony briefly. You who miss, you know, uh, the, the people who mistreat maids at home. In 2019, I think, it was before what? Before this so-called COVID. I asked God, why am I struggling financially? God gave me a vision. And uh, in the vision, I was seeing a grave of a person in our village in a, a coffee plantation. In the physical, I knew the person who was buried in the coffee plantation. He was a shamba man. So I asked the Holy Spirit when I woke up, what is it now? Help me to understand this. He told me that your grandfather used to empl employ that man on his farm, but he did not pay him. And that man was coming from the west. And I think even denied him the rights to marry because he was not married. So, I am now grandfather, father, Simba Henry, struggling financially because of the sin of my grandfather. 
this year, in 20, yeah, 2023, uh, it was, uh, let me see, which date was it? On 9th, between 9th, actually 10th of uh, February, the Holy Spirit of the Lord told me, after a dream again now, I was seeing accusations. People pursued me in a dream. Men, a certain man told me that I am in a place of authority. I am going to uh, file a false accusation against you in a dream. Have you ever been accused falsely? You check now what your forefathers were involved in. This is me. Now, the man, no, no, they, they pursued me. He told me he's going to file that case. And do you know what happened? As I moved out from ministry, because I was doing ministry with some people, in a dream, someone came and said, they are looking for you. Police is looking for you everywhere. Then I asked, what have I done? So they said, this person replied, that they found your national ID at the crime scene. So you are a thief. You stole somewhere. So he said, and in the physical, I had lost my national ID. So this is in a dream. So the other man who said that he was going to fail a false accusation pursued me, said, even if you run to your father's sugar, you know, to your father's sugar plant, grandfather's sugar plantation, I'll get you from there. Indeed, he pursued me from there. So I woke up. You know, they shot, they shot at me, you know. They fired a bullet passed through my tummy and uh, the, the leg. I woke up, I asked God, what is this? I started to write. At 3 a.m. in the night, the dream, the Holy Spirit of the Lord told me, your grandfather refused to pay someone whom he employed on his farm. So I asked the Holy Spirit, what should I do? He told me, get money Convert the money in a foreign currency, dollar, dollars, and pay someone. Take that money, who is in, you know, take that money to a person who is in a place of authority. He prays for you to release you from that curse. And I did it. This year, again, February 18th, I, I think 18th, because it was a Friday, I found. Is it? Yeah. By the way, the other date which I've been giving is in uh, whatever. The date of the dream was in uh, January. I beg your pardon. Between 9th and 14th. So this February, is it? Yeah, this is the last day of February. I took the dollars to a person in authority and he released me. Praise the Lord. So finally, I want to pray one prayer. Let us raise up one prayer. And in this prayer, it comes from Genesis chapter 18, verse 23. It is in the form of a question. I want you to ask God. I want us to ask God this morning. Would you, Genesis chapter 18, verse 23. I want us to ask the Lord this morning. Would you destroy the righteous with the wicked? Lord, this was Abraham's intercession. He was interceding for his brother who was in. He didn't even know. Actually, I, I think he knew that his brother was in Sodom and Gomorrah. Lord, 
Would you destroy the righteous with the wicked? It is in the form of a question. We are praying. Lord our God, we are so sorry for the sin that we have done on the land. Lord, we bring repentance in all ways that we have violated the terms of the covenant. That is the covenant of grace which you gave to our forefathers. No. Abraham, then Moses, then David, and it found its fulfillment in Christ Jesus our Lord. Lord, we ask that you forgive us where we have broken the terms of the covenant. Wash us. Bring us back in the place of fellowship, we pray this morning, in the name of Jesus. Lord, would you destroy the righteous with the wicked? Of course, no. You saved the Lord because he was righteous in those days with his two daughters. Lord, would you please meet us this morning? Would you, meet, would you please meet us, Lord, this morning in the name of Jesus? Because there is a righteous person, that one who confessed Christ as Lord and Savior in that family, and you save them from the catastrophes which are in this world. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we give you thanks. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen.